Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Sleeping with a Dumbbell. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode 2 of 14. So look, here are some benefits of marriage that you may not have thought of as benefits in the context of marriage. Doesn't it state in Ecclesiastes 4.9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor? Or in Amos 3.3, can two walk together unless they are agreed? And in Matthew 18.20 it states, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now I know that these are not all saying the same thing, but that each is given a specific purpose. Let's look at Ecclesiastes 4.9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. This is a no-brainer. Two soldiers walking together have a better chance of seeing danger than just one. Besides, a dumbbell has two equal sides, otherwise your muscles would grow crooked. (laughs) All right, Amos 3.3. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? This is why we must be in harmony in our relationship. This is why one crown for each spouse is sufficient and why each crown comes with its own set of instructions. We will get into the obedience and submission shortly. Matthew 18:20. It states, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Isn't this why we do anything, Christian? To know God? To have Him in the midst of us for all time and eternity? Have we not had our fill of life without him? Don't ever forget what he has rescued you from. If you do, you will also try and run and or control your marriage until it too is a disaster, which is what your life was prior to God calling you to him. Okay, so it sounds like we have gone, but nope, here we go. Pre-marriage word of caution, the switch. I always thought it strange that men had this drive for intimacy, which never seemed to be long satisfied. And that it was always on the increase. And though you've had your fill of love for the evening, the next night or two, it was as if the evening had never taken place. We have deer on the property we live on. And without fail, every year the bucks would show up and persist in breeding to the snapping of their horns in battle, which did not deter them at all. We are not animals, and I speak from my experience, which is but a small representative sample of men. Surely others may have had different experiences. So what happened? When did this kind of switch get snapped on and broke off never to be turned off again, but by the degradation and effects of time? I found a scripture on it. Yes, I did. And to all the singles who are not supposed to be listening to this message, this will be very helpful to you and helps keep you pure until you are in a marriage. That is to keep the switch off until such time that the two are ready to become one. In Song of Solomon 2, 7, 3, 5, and 8, 4, It states basically this one thing. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. Now you can say that this means something else, and I would say you might be right. But it also means, in my words, to stay away from anything that would get you stimulated before you were married. So hey, Ken, I thought this was a marriage teaching. Nope, it's what I said it was in the beginning, and so I continue to travel down the singles road, as there are a few who would even broach this topic in church, for fear that someone may actually have a need for the information. Actually, the devil doesn't want Christians to be as comfortable talking about sex as he is. This churchy cultural identity leaves the devil almost completely uninhibited and or unrestrained in his attack. 
I'm equipping, so let's equip together. Some social media content, TV content, some billboards, some music, the way some dress, act, behave, the Jezebel spirit, the Jezebel spirit behavior, which pushes for promiscuity and the acceptance of wild and unimaginable lust journeys. The list is endless and why is a question that should move every man and woman to action so as to avoid any of this stuff being imparted into your mind and hearts. Why is intimacy so corrupted and attacked? Of all the things that sell, why does sex or things associated with it sell? Sex in and of itself sells itself. It's crazy, but we have found a way to corrupt the most wonderful gift of God. This should humble the best of us. For you singles, this is an area of your life that requires the most amount of your discretion. Not thinking about it all of the time, this would not totally be normal. But sex is something spiritual and is designed to ultimately lead, that is, in the end, with the blessing of children. Of this one thing I have read about sometime in 2020, and that is that God has given us the ability to give birth to something that will last forever. I speak about this in another message, but it warrants some mention here. It is important to God so much so that he gifted us with the ability to partner in creating something eternal, something that will live forever. Think about it. When we cut short the life of an eternal being, we are simply stealing its time to live and serve God on earth, if that is in fact why it was heading down here through you. That's a major wow. Okay, so but back to back and speaking about the thousands of things we should avoid so as to not flick the switch. There is a greater tragedy which occurs throughout the planet every day, and it is an unfortunate mess and can easily turn on the switch in another prematurely. It's more than rape, incest, child abuse, sex trafficking, selling your child into the sex business, being a child molester. Nope, it's more than just these violations. You took away, in performing these acts or causing them, the privilege of an individual to get to turn on their own switch in the appointed time. You robbed them of their virginity and innocence. This is not to say of the many, many issues that arise from these events many of which are reoccurring over and over again until a suitable replacement can be found. Discarding human as they no longer suit the suitor. I say only one thing to all of you, and that is, you have to apply scripture to these issues so that you can walk free. And yes, it may be, nope, it will be an uphill battle. But nonetheless, you must battle. If Jesus took your sins to the cross, he also took theirs. Satan violated Eve from the beginning and hasn't stopped at her. He has gone after her offspring as well, but as hard as it is to believe, depending on where you are at in your journey of another switcher, switching your switch, your Christianity is much larger, your purpose much larger, your calling much larger. King Solomon states it clearly, Ecclesiastes 9.2, All things come alike to all. One event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good, the clean, the unclean to him who sacrifices, and to him who does not sacrifice. As is the good, so is the sinner. He who takes an oath is he who fears an oath. And besides this piece of knowledge, which seems to allude to the fact that the world sucks in its present state, Jesus himself gives us the opportunity to decide if the event, the unthinkable event, will work to the good of us or to the end of us. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good, to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. You can't struggle with unforgiveness and say that you love God at the same time. 
This is an oil and water saying. It won't work. I know, no, it just isn't that easy, saith you. I agree emphatically, for I too am a victim of a pre-switcher, which changed the course of my life. I'm still trying to figure out why I still struggle even after forgiving the perpetrator of those things. I've gone to spiritual encounters and had every chain broken, deliverance sessions to bind a strong man, and shut up my spiritual doors and windows. And though from time to time, for a short while I'm free, the strangeness comes back, and I'm confronted with the curse again. I'm not trying to scare you, but I do want you to know that you will win the battle, but sometimes you just have to continue to fight and fight relentlessly. And by all means, don't reproduce it in others or to others what happened to you. If you have, then forgiveness is still the seabed of God's grace. And you and the person in whom you have disgraced should enter his door of grace. Bothness. I'm assuming that you are both saved, so my responses and helps will be based on that assumption. Yes, I wrote this first sentence almost first thing before actually building on the message. But now I would say that the message has no gender or age boundaries. Men, women, teens, young adults, and old peeps like myself. Thus far, I can only speak of my experiences and knowledge gained for over 60 years of life. Well, that's it for today. I gotta go find some more sofa chains because dang, I'm still looking for that shoe. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the work of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.